0: Lake Titicaca is one of the, if not the highest lake in the world. It's often referred to as the highest navigable lake in the world. And it is, in terms of surface area and volume of water, etc., it's the largest lake in South America as well. It's just under 4,000 meters high. And we were glad that that was the case, or we were glad that we done some four-by-four four journeys, uh, remember, between Tapiza and Ayuni where we hit 5,000 metres high because we kind of knew what to expect in terms of oxygen levels and whatnot at this level. But suffice to say that by this time, we, we'd we become acclimatised to uh, lack of oxygen, we say, at, that, at such a level. Now uh, Lake Titicaca has been around for years and years and years. Um, Incas used it, the Tiwanaku people used it. They were a pre-Columbian polity in Western Bolivia based on the South Basin of Lake Titicaca. The the agriculture around the area was wonderful to say the least, knowing that this body of water, this source of water has served so many people over over the years are just absolutely remarkable. Now, I hold my hands up on this and I'm not going to go into too much detail on it. When we were going through where we'd been and recreating steps, I completely forgot we'd actually stayed in Lake Titicaca. Now, at this point, there's still Russ, there's Anna, there's Aaron, there's myself. You know, we would end up traveling all the way to Cusco in Peru. But completely forgot that we stayed on Lake Titicaca. Now, whether it was for a night or two nights, I don't quite remember. I don't remember the island either. But I have a feeling, I had this feeling, we stayed in the Isla del Sol, uh, which is pretty much in the middle of Lake Titicaca. Uh, The the principal village there is a place called Yomani. And we stayed there. It was very pleasant, done quite a bit of walking uh, up and down, looking at the the Inca stairs, uh, looking at a couple of uh, views. I think there was one called the Mirador Palacasa, which gave you great views of the bay. And if you remember in Easter Island we had a, a lovely sunrise, one of the best sunrises that we've ever seen. Lake Titicaca and you know the Isla del Sol offered, without a shadow of a doubt, the best sunset I think I've ever seen in my life. Just the sun settling down, reflecting in the water, so you get all the mysterious, you know, colours that you get from the sun and the reflection in the water and yeah, you know, with the mountains in the background. It's it's absolutely sublime go and check out the photos on the Property Nomads podcast Instagram you'll see what I mean when I try and explain it don't remember too much else about Lake Titicaca itself um, apart from the Isla del Sol but what I do remember was the journey from Isla del Sol up to Cushco. now we knew that we were going to end up in Cusco, you know, the jewel of the crown as such in the South American empire, as they say, the home of the Inca. You know, you start in, I was getting a bit excited at this stage knowing that Machu Picchu and that bits and bobs like that were around, around the corner. The journey from Lake Titicaca up to Cusco was quite painful. And the reason it was painful is if you've ever had the privilege of taking Peruvian public transport, or or being in Peru in general, you notice they've got a sense of, I don't want to say they don't care because they do care, but um, timekeeping, shall we say, is not uh, a forte of theirs. Now, if we're, you know, in in the UK or other countries, if if something says it's going to run at 12 o'clock like a train or a bus, you're expecting it to run at 12 o'clock, you know it's going to get into its destination at X o'clock, blah, 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 blah not the case in Peru. Things happen when they happen. And that's something we all had to get used to. And we were getting used to it bit by bit by bit. We weren't experts at it by any stretch of the imagination, but we were starting to get used to it bit by bit. Things just happen when they happen. Let them happen. Stop getting so uptight. There's bigger things in the world to worry about. At the time, I didn't quite appreciate that mentality. But nowadays, I do. I certainly appreciate that mentality a lot more. We've um, got a sign that say, don't take life too seriously. Nobody gets out alive anyway. It's all about having a bit of fun every now and then. But at the time, it didn't seem like it. But nowadays, yeah, I do take that more seriously, shall we say. The border crossing between Bolivia and Peru is a piece of cake. We knew that we had to head up to a a place called Puno, which is on Lake Titicaca, on the western side, on the Peruvian side. We knew that our little bus or colectivo would take us to Puno, and our ticket included a change at Puno and then a bus up to Cusco. We've got over the border crossing, having a walk around. I mean, it, the, the whole area suits Bolivia quite well. It's very... Oh, it, You know, quite a barren landscape, quite a barren looking landscape, loads of agriculture. You can see the importance of the lake, certainly, and you can see what it's served well over the last few thousand years. The Colectivo took us into Puno, into the bus station. So far, so good. This is where we changed over into Peruvian transport. We were told that the bus would be, you know, it would basically, it would turn up as and when. Well, it turns out we ended up waiting in the bus station for about three hours in total. It gave us a bit of uh, a bit of time to have a walk around Puno itself. Not a lot going on there, to, to be honest with you, but there was a, quite a cool tourist attraction at the top of the hill. We didn't go to it because, again, we weren't 100% sure on when a bus would turn up. It's called the Mirador El Condor. Now, the condor is quite synonymous with Peru. It's also synonymous with Ecuador as well and to an extent Colombia. Fun fact about condors, people think that they are the largest winged or the bird with the largest wingspan in the world. You will probably get told that multiple times. Uh, In fact, that is incorrect. It's not, it's got one of the largest wingspans in the world, but the bird with the official largest wingspan in the world is a wandering albatross. So use that for your pub quiz knowledge, people. A wandering albatross, largest wingspan of any bird in the world. Not a condor, as you may think, or in this case, a lot of Peruvians think. Not a lot, apart from that, not a lot else in Puno just waiting around at the bus station, getting frustrated. But the bus finally turned up. We did leave after about a three-hour layover uh, to endure the the slow, slow trip up to Cusco. By the time we got into Cusco, it was nightfall. Um, The couldn't really see much out of the windows. The bus was running incredibly slow. Uh, it It was stopping everywhere. There wasn't a lot going on. It was just yeah, it was a painful journey in terms of time and everything like that. But the main road going into Cushco was quite cool. It was the Route 3S. You can start to see the valley forming. Uh, on one side, you've got the airport. You can see the airport on the left-hand side. You can see the valley starting to form on the right-hand side. Um, you couldn't see it quite at the time, but you can see in the distance you can see valleys forming there as well now we thought we'd uh, have a bit of fun in in Cusco again we decided to stay here for a week reason for that is we knew that there was a lot of things to see and do in and around Cusco including uh, basing ourselves for a trip to Machu Picchu because you you can do it on a trip from Cusco not in a day but you know, hey-ho. So we stayed in a, a hostel called the Wild Rover, a very famed uh, hostel uh, called the Wild Rover. And uh, there was one, I believe in La Paz, which I think we stayed there for a little bit. There was one in Cusco. And if you went to the one in Arequipa, which is also in Peru, uh, you get a free t-shirt. Fantastic stuff. So we stayed there for a few nights in, in the Wild Rover. We let our hair down, had a bit of a laugh. The beer was relatively cheap. Uh, Cusquenya, which is the beer of the Incas, uh, Peruvian beer, is, is an incredible beer. To, you can get it in the supermarkets, I think, uh, over here in the UK as well. Highly recommend it. Absolutely highly recommend it. Great beer. So we were partying for the first few nights. Uh, the Wild Rover itself was brilliant, brilliant hostel. Just loads of beer drinking, loads of partying. Went for a couple of walks as well. Uh, to see what was going on and also got told of a really good Indian restaurant, of all things, uh, in the Centro Historico. And that's what we're going to pick up on the next episode. We are in the middle of Cusco. Uh, there's many things that we're going to do, see and do. There's going to be many trips that we take from Cusco. It's probably not going to be in a, a strict chronological order, to say the least. But what we'll do is we'll start with the things that we've done in Kushko, in and around Kushko, and then focus on the various trips that we took that weren't in Kushko. So join us next week. We're going to be talking about a a, a brilliant site at the top of the hill called Saksewaman. Also talking about another random site we went to uh, in the severe east of Kushko and also probably, quite possibly, the greatest game of football, I think I've ever seen in my life. Join us next week. Asta luego.